0: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by Currency Hall of Fame coach with Colorado and Northwestern, Gary Barnett with his coach. It's been a while. How we doing?
1: Doing well. It's about that time. Lots of things have happened since we last talked. We've got, uh, uh, we're in a new conference. Practice has started. So, all of a sudden, uh, we were the first I think olive out of the jar, it looks like there's going to be others.
0: Do you, uh, are you a big olive guy? Are you a martini fan?
1: No, 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 I'm not. No, no. I, just, uh, you know. <laughs> I could have said something else. But no, I, you're fine. So. I
0: just had to ask. Uh, shake it no. or stir I, I don't see you no, as a martini no. guy. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, So what do you think here? Uh, what's old is new again. Uh, got the U-Haul and heading back to the Big 12
1: yeah it's uh but you know what it's it's the best move for colorado and and uh hopefully the big 12 as well but uh you know we all we all moved on because of reasons at the time and um and those you know for us that's changed colorado i mean that what we've got out in the pac 12 now is dissolving and uh, rights you know we're we're leaving 10 20 million dollars on the table by staying in the pac 12 every year and at at this point in time and and uh the way sports are going and athletic departments are independent and the money they have to raise now um you know you've got to look out for yourself and i think that's what rick george and colorado was doing i mean i don't think anybody wanted to but we just felt like we had to i think
0: Gary Barnett with us. Coach, what can Coach Prime do in the state of Texas from a recruiting standpoint, getting back into the Big 12?
1: Well, I know just in my conversations with him, he wants to recruit the South and he wants to recruit Texas as the primary. So this falls fits right into what he would hope. Um, and uh, I don't know whether that was ever part of the decision-making, but – I think there were a lot of things, but I think that was just maybe one, one of those things. So, you know, when you look at it from our standpoint, you've got, uh, you don't have to play UCLA and USC anymore. And you don't have to play Texas and Oklahoma anymore. So it's a, you know, it's a, you know, it's a pretty good setup. Now you're going to play those teams eventually, but um, as far as in-conference play, um, you know, it's it, it makes it a little easier to compete.
0: What's the right number for the Big Ten, 18 or 20? That's the other discussion this week. Things are in exploratory phases with the Big Ten. Sounds like Washington and Oregon have been vetted. I don't know that they'll get full shares, but you've kind of detailed just where things are at in the Pac-12. Yeah,
1: well, I think what's the right number, I don't know that we know that yet, and I think whatever the number is next won't be the final number uh, or it won't be the final list of teams. I think there'll still be some, some movement in and out of some, uh, conferences eventually. And so, but I think 20, uh, I, I think I said all along eight years ago, that it'd be 20, uh, and the big 10, 20 in the sec or a combination of looks like the big 12 is going to, going to be able to stand up to, um, uh, you know, being totally ripped apart. But, um, uh, I think that uh, those three conferences are going to sur- survive as as maybe some of the ACC. I don't know, but there's lots of talk this morning. Florida State wanting to get out. That means Clemson will want to get out. North Carolina will be right behind. So, you know, it. like I said, with Colorado pulling out, it just uh, starts, starts the whole ball rolling for realignment.
0: Okay. Uh, take your buff hat off for a moment. Gary Barnett gets to pick four teams to add to his league. Who are you adding?
1: Well, if I'm if I'm in the Big Ten, I'm taking Oregon, Washington. I'm taking Notre Dame, and I'm taking North Carolina.
0: Okay, that's
1: what I'm doing. So
0: that that was but, that'd be a, a dream get. I don't know that it's doable. Or or do you think Notre Dame's more open to it?
1: Well, I think you know Notre Dame's alignment with the ACC is because there's four or five other private schools there and uh, private schools need each other for support and voting and, and the way they look at things. So that I think the, the one that would be the hardest in that mix would be to get Notre Dame, but Notre Dame's going to have to eventually make a decision. And that time may be now or in the next year or so.
0: What do you believe about Cal and Stanford as far as the other two teams, is that a, an appeasement for the academic side? I, I know that Stanford's not far removed from the, uh, the, the Harbaugh and Luck era. They were great, and they've, they've been good. They just haven't been good recently. Cal, at one point in time, was a top-ten team. They don't do it on the consistency that they'd like. But uh, do you look at both of those schools? Are they no-brainer ads for, for the Big Ten, or do you, are you hesitant because of what they're not doing uh, on the football field?
1: Well, I think I think you've got to look at value to some extent, and how much value do these teams bring, you know. And I can't make that decision. I think the Big Ten people have to make that decision, but um, it's it's all about value right now. And uh, I, I think that in order, in the rumor for years or for a couple of years, has been if you if Notre Dame's going to come in, uh, they're going to bring Stanford mm-hmm. and maybe Cal with them. So that may be what happens. I don't know, but it's a possibility.
0: Florida State and Clemson, are they more of a fit for the Big Ten or the SEC? And how much of a stink would South Carolina and Florida make about having uh, the other in-state school join their current league?
1: Mm, they can make a stink. I don't think it's going to make any difference. But, you know, I mean, you've had Arizona, Arizona State for years, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I mean, I don't I don't get it. So I, I think they're a perfect fit for the SEC, and uh, I think the SEC would be, you know, it would be a great move to get them.
0: Gary Barnett's with us. Hale Varsity Radio Coach Nebraska's been getting busy this week as well with fall camp, and I want to ask you about, Coach Tony White and the the three three five defense, you know how good can a defense that's so intricate like this be in year one? What are your concerns with a year one in this style of defense? And what are your what are your confidence confidences like with okay, it could pop or or really kind of get downhill in a great way uh, this season for Nebraska.
1: You know, you know the 3-3-5 is intricate but all defenses are intricate uh when you sit down and break them down and uh the 3-3-5 was set up was created pretty much to stop spread offenses how much of that are you going to see um you know it's it's a complicated offense to block until you block it and then when you block it you you can really uh use it up pretty well so it's um you know it's been around now and and people have refined it Uh, pcu used it um number of schools it's just can it hold up uh in a a conference where uh it may become it can become run oriented at different times of the year now i think that thinking sort of is out of style now Mm -hmm. that that the Big Ten is just a run-first off, offensive conference. I think that's changed, but I think the three-three-five was set up to handle today's contemporary offenses. And um, you know, for years the spread offense was ahead of everybody else. Well, now the three-three-five sort of sort of catches up to it a little bit, and you got to you got to block it now. You can't read it. You can't read your way through that one like you could the old defenses. So it's when I say read it with your with your spread option attack mm-hmm. off uh, the option part of it. So <clears throat> now it's it's just harder to read and it's a little harder to block. <clears throat> so you know, I think it would work fine. It's just, you know, and get your players to believe in it. It's whatever they believe in and you believe in is what works.
0: Gary Barnett a couple more minutes. He is off to practice with the buffs. As uh, Nebraska-Colorado inching closer, we're going to be out in Boulder, going to be excited to, to see Nebraska-Colorado lock horns again. Coach, uh, really impressed to, to sit down with Coach, I should say, with Jeff Sims, Nebraska's quarterback, and uh, had some time with him at media days and has put on some weight. It's going to come in about 230, uh, very athletic, really great great arm. And what uh, what do you think about Sims and what's his – Barr, what do you think he needs to be able to do this year? That's all pending on a better offensive line, of course. But really, really big-time talent behind center for Nebraska this season.
1: Well, I think he needs to stay healthy, number one, because it drops off every – almost every school drops off when you go to number two. So, one, he's got to stay healthy, which means, one, he can't get hit. He's got a, you know, the offensive line has got to protect him. He's got to know when to get rid of the ball. they, they got to limit maybe how much he runs. Uh, a running quarterback who has instincts to, to leave the pocket quickly, there's not much you can do. You, you, you can't slow him down because if you slow him down too much, then he, he throws a late pass. Uh, and so it's, you know, it's a little harder actually dealing with a quarterback like that. That is is got more instincts to run maybe than to throw. So, um, you know, your offensive line never knows where he's going to be. Uh, so, you know, it, it'll be an interesting thing. It'll be interesting to see how they build their offense around him. But when you have a quarterback like that, you need two because uh, as much running, well, you saw Adrian Martinez last year, <laughs> and you see him through the years. I mean, that's that was sort of typical of Adrian. You know, he got hurt last year and Kansas state had to do it without him. So that's, that's the issues that you have is you got to have one behind him. That's that you can, you believe in and can play with.
0: I think it's going to be more of a quality run attack versus a quantity. At least that's what coach rule said uh, said to us. Yeah. What do you think of the buffs offense? Tell me about some of the, the, uh, the weapons, the quarterback, what have you seen so far?
1: Well, uh, What I've seen is the skill level is is better than it's been. And our question mark is going to be the same as yours up front, offensive line and defensive line. You know, are we as good? uh, We're not as good in those two positions as we are in the skill positions right now. Now, that doesn't mean we can't be and doesn't mean we won't get there. But early on, that's what it looks like to me.
0: What have you thought of Dion's camp so far?
1: You know, we've only had one practice today. It'll be the second one. So it's hard to tell. It's organized. It's quick. It didn't last long. You know, an hour and five minutes yesterday. I don't know if it'll be much longer than that today. So uh, he's just got a different approach to it. But but it's fast and furious.
0: Gary Barnett with us. Coach, enjoy practice. Thanks for a few minutes today.
1: All right, Chris. Great being with you.
0: Good to say hi to Barney and uh, spend some time on Nebraska. What Coach Prime's got cooking in Boulder and all the conference realignment. So, some good stuff. Check that podcast out if you just caught part of the interview Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, not only with Coach Barnett, but with Jeremiah Searles this hour. Some uh, thoughts as we wind down a Thursday. Open phones till 6 1240.